I looked, it was circumcision. He had it pulled up on his laptop. He had it on his desktop. He had it on his TV. He went into the living room, turned up, put on circumcisions there, and then he tried to come in my room and turn on circumcisions. And he was trying to force me to learn about it. It's Western and Bitsy. Oh my god, you are so annoying. Hello everybody and welcome back to yet another episode of The Devil's Gossip. If you've listened to every episode and you've made it this far, first of all, congrats, applause, don't have anything to give away, but just know we appreciate your support, we love you, and honestly we're impressed. Honestly, I would give you a high five if I could. I couldn't listen to every single episode and and mentally be okay afterwards. I couldn't either, but I could if I broke it up weekly. That's true. But we're back. We're here to figuratively tickle your fart box and tickle your fancy. Okay. Wow. Um, Fart box. Where the fuck did that come from? You're right. We promised we would stay away from anal. But here you go. Immediately straight to the butthole jokes. Okay. You can't get away from it. Like, you can't. (laughs) It's always on my mind. It's like the Elvis Presley song. God. Ugh. Okay. What's your PSA of the week, bitch? My PSA of the week. And this is more so for my single petty betties out there. But it it could apply to people in relationships too if you're looking to cheat. So PSA. Someone sitting in the center seat of an airplane is not necessarily always a bad thing. Explain. Explain, Weston. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) So... I was there. Explain, explain. Come on, Weston. Thank you. Couldn't wait. So I was there. And as you all know, boarding the flight. And one of my coworkers, who I really don't know very well, is also boarding the flight. Kind of miserable, right? Well, he looks at me and goes, is anyone, I'm in the window seat, you know, my throne, where I feel most comfortable. He, there's no one in the aisle or center seat yet. He goes to the aisle seat, says, is anyone sitting here? And I'm just like, look, I was like, he doesn't recognize me. And I was like, nope, no one's sitting there. And then he I said, really didn't recognize you? No. And I said, so, so how, how's it going? Early flight, huh? And he was like, oh, hey, he's like, I didn't even recognize you just like out of your work clothes and everything. And I will say when I board flights that early, it was like 5 a.m. I do look maybe how I would say um washed like, up and tired, rode hard and put up wet. And he sits down. And then I didn't think it was going to be a full flight because there wasn't a lot of people out there. Normally, I never tried to guard or protect a center seat. But since I knew I had the option and we weren't a full flight, I put my bag in between us. And I told my coworker, I said, I don't normally do this, but I don't want anyone to sit here. It's too early. I don't feel like it. My nerves are shot. The plane slowly keeps filling up and I start getting a little bit anxious. But I was talking to my coworker, just was not paying attention. Then this guy goes, he's like, is anyone sitting here? Can I sit here? And I was like, nope. Do you like, up. turn around and look at all the empty seats in the back and then face forward again? I wanted to, but like I said, I didn't know my coworker very well, so I was still being super fake. Right. And I was just like, pretending to be a different person. I understand. Right. I was like, I have to act nice. So I pick up my heavy bag and I was like, nope, it's all yours, and sit it down there. And then he sits down beside me. You know, I go to put my headphones in and lean my head up against the wall. I was ready to pass out, get the rest of my sleep that was cut short due to the early flight. He pulls up Scruff, a gay dating app, and then closes it. Like he mm, testing he, the waters. Oh, he definitely did it Dipped just to like in. see if one of us was maybe you know. Um, 
I'm surprised he put grinder and see who was closest to him. And then he sees like two inches and he's like, ah, there he is. Right. Well, he was a very scruffy guy. So I definitely can see why scruff is his dating app. Okay. And that's the one I don't get a lot of hits on. But he like, he didn't like get on it. He pulled it up. So it was just a scruff on his phone and then exited it and made some little, oh, like an oh kind of noise. Oh, you. And then I was just like, <laughs> funny. And I never really got a good look at him. But so I didn't know if he was cute or not. And I wasn't just going to do a total 90 degree turn. So like, so I get on my phone and I'm scrolling through Instagram. Of course, I follow some gay accounts. And then he says, he's like, starts asking me questions like, oh, where are you headed? I was like, oh, Kansas City. And then starts asking me about work and what I'm doing and all this other stuff and going on and on. Then he proceeds to ask me. And this is already hard for me because I was ready to sleep. And I genuinely mm-hmm. just didn't, not because of him, I just didn't want to have conversation. Understandable. And then he asks me, do I have a girlfriend or a boyfriend? And he said, or boyfriend? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, why don't you just say, are you gay? Like, I get it. I get it. And, but that was respectful of him to ask. And so I was like, nope, you know, single. Um, And then he didn't believe me. But I I suck dick. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Single if you want me to be. (laughs) And he continues to tell me he's from New York. He, and at this point, I do realize he is very attractive. He's from Iran, so he has an accent, beautiful skin, beautiful eyes, a beard, and he was like buff. And I just didn't notice all this because, once again, wasn't paying attention. He tells me he lives in New York. I was like, oh, I was just there for World Pride. And that was the kicker. That's when he knew. Oh, okay. You know, I was into butt stuff. And so we continued to talk, and then he kind of, we're just talking about different parties and kind of what he was doing because he was traveling a lot. And I was like, okay, well... I'm going to just pass out because I'm like, what's the point of this conversation? Mm-hmm. And I go to put my headphones in. He's like, let me get your number. Um, you know, in case I ever come this to Kansas. This never happens yeah. to you. He was like, in case I come to Kansas City. And then I grabbed it and I thought about putting in a fake number. Not because of anything of him. He was a sweetheart. He was attractive. But I'm just like, you're, you're just a stranger, you know? But I was like, I have this feeling he's going to text it immediately. And I just couldn't wait for them to tell us to put our phones on airplane mode. We were already going. So I think they had already said it. We were already breaking the rules. So I put my real number in. What does he do? The gods were on my side. Text me immediately. So it comes to my phone. And I was like, oh, I got it. And then he sends me his Instagram account. Uh, so then he so continues annoying. to just ask me questions. I can't remember all of them. Because it's like, an I'm hour long flight. Well, finally, I just gave up on sleep. I was like, okay, this isn't happening. He makes jokes about being my boyfriend. And I was like, I don't know if he's being serious or not. I haven't seen your, your taxes or anything. And then he proceeds to show me pictures on his phone of him shirtless. Okay, enough. I- enough. Oh. No, this is crossing the line. Oh, no. It, it all while there's another that not only is this happening, there's someone else on the plane screaming at the top of their lungs the entire flight. Is it a child? Uncalled for. I, she might have been under one years old. Uncalled for. <sighs> Didn't even pay for her own seat. Jenny, and she shush. That way. And so he proceeds to show me his dick pics. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Wait, and this is all next to your coworker? Yes, 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 yes. And so were like, you outed by your him to your coworker? Well, the, the coworker didn't, didn't see the dick pics, but he saw us talking. And the coworker was definitely trying to sleep, but I could tell. He was also like listening, like one uh, ear He wanted up. to know what was going on because I'm like a mystery man, right? right. It's like, what, who is this person? And shows me his dick pics. Asks, Stop. Asks me to show him my pictures and I said well I'll be honest I don't really take nudes and I, I have before but I, I haven't in years now you know it goes back to that confidence episode and I was like I don't have any and if, even if I did I'm not going to show you like what he mentions me sucking his dick at one point okay and I'm just being nice or whatever and I did think if my coworker wasn't here this would be an opportunity to join the mile high club this does not happen only in movies but if he goes to the bathroom and then I go to the bathroom then it's going to go around work like Weston hooked up with a guy on the airplane. I mean, I'm sorry, but this is all kinds of inappropriate. 
Oh, you think that's inappropriate? Yeah. Wait, it gets it gets better. How can it? He keeps he makes he keeps complimenting me. Thank you. And, I love a compliment. Oh, loved it, but then he was like saying be his fiance. He, he kept making jokes and he was really funny. To wrap this all up, he makes a comment of me holding his hand. And I was just like eh. What, he, so he can put it he, on his dick? Well, he went to hold my hand and I just kind of stopped stopped it and you know it not like I said nothing against him but it's just inappropriate especially with my coworker. so I finally told him I was like that's my coworker right there I was like I keep a very straight light look at work you know I I don't know what's going through his head and I just know the coworker was loving the soap opera that was going on and then he goes to um he keeps doing it so finally I just stopped my hand was a dead fish and he holds it wait what Bitsy we're I'm holding hands with a stranger on an airplane at this point. And I just keep looking out the window because I'm like trying not to laugh. And I also feel so uncomfortable, but I, but also flattered. I'm not going to lie. I was very flattered at the same time. He's like leaned in close. <gasps> oh my God. Then he leans in and kisses me on the cheek. Stop. I'm dead serious. I'm being so honest. Then he asks me for a kiss. Stop. And I just said, I was like, I don't think it's appropriate. And I don't think that was, I don't, I think this whole thing's inappropriate. I think, you know, get my number if you're interested and communicate. Obviously, it's not... It's okay. not going to work out. No, so no, he no. He asks me for a kiss on the cheek. And I was like, no. He was like, why won't you kiss me? And I'm just like, no. Like, I, I don't know how to how to convey no. So we're still holding hands. He goes to um, fill me up. I did kind Stop. of. I, I, Are you lying? I'm being dead serious. Dead serious. And I just kind of redirected his hand. And, you know, it was it was the weirdest experience of my life. And so he gets off the plane and well, of course he has to give me a big hug whenever he gets off and say, he does it. He really enjoyed it. And we did have good conversation. Like I'm not going to say we didn't, obviously I was engaged in the conversation because he was a really interesting person. We talked about a lot of other things other than his dick pics, but those just really stood out to me in my memory. So he gets up and then I just kind of look at my coworker once again, just met him this week. And I said, well, that was the weirdest thing that was a really the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. And he goes, yeah, it looks like you guys really hit it off. And I said, can we please never talk about this again? He said, yep, we, we won't. We're not going to talk about it anymore. I said, okay. And then I just said, what the fuck? So, I mean, had, this is, the this reason is a I, lot to unpack. And you just <laughs> dropped this bomb on me. And I'm going to say, oh, and he asked for a kiss on the lips as he got off. And I just didn't. And he did like a little peck on the cheek. And, okay, it, and no. the thing is, he was really cute. But I genuinely wanted to sleep, and I just felt so like like this happens in like the movies, and I just felt so weird about it. I mean, it. this is just wrong on so many levels. This is upsetting. This is people. I mean, unless like. But the thing is, he was cute, and I I enjoyed the experience. I'm gonna say it. So my, that's why my PSA was, if you are single, maybe maybe open up that center seat. You don't know who's gonna sit there. Me, I'm obviously not interested because I think that for all that to happen is weird. Yeah, I mean, I'm never going to um, open up the middle seat. I will say that till the day I die. But it's going to get around at work. Weston's over there, like... Weston gives hand jobs on planes. You want a <laughs> hand job, sit next to him. I'm going to walk into the meeting, and they're like, that's the one. That's the one we got to worry about. He's going to sleep his way to the top. That's the hoe right there. That's her. Wow. It, was, it, was, it made my flight really interesting, and honestly, it did make it kind of fun. Well, I mean, I guess I'm happy for you then, no. but I'm also just like... I'm sure Had we not been in public, I probably would have let, let him fill me up. But I thought it was very inappropriate to do that on an airplane. I agree, especially with Jenny crying in the back. Yeah, yeah, it's just like this is inappropriate. There are so many people around, and you think no one can see, but you know who always is watching? God. God. 
<laughs> Say it again for the people in the back. Yeah, so that's my PSA for the week. I don't know if it was a, a service announcement, more just a public announcement, I guess. That is a public announcement. Uh, that's one for the books. I can definitely say it's, that. It was so weird. Um, And it makes mine about sleep anxiety, you know, feel like nothing. You know. My PSA is about sleep anxiety. You get it. You've had it. It's the worst. Um, I'm on call for work. Like, it feels like all the time, and so I have to sleep with my phone on loud, and I was in the deepest sleep of my life. I was enjoying my slumber. I was having a a beautiful dream in an oasis, and all of a sudden, I hear in my dream a phone going off. Then I come to, and I realize it's my phone. I'm getting paged for work, and uh, I, I had to get up, deal with that, and then it's time to go back to sleep, and I do this thing where, I mean, I was in a dead sleep and then I get woken up. So then now I can't go back to sleep and I start counting how many hours I have till I have to wake up, which is like one. And um, then I just can't sleep because I'm having, and I'm having anxiety that I can't sleep and I'm anxiety that I'm not going to get a lot of sleep. And it was just, you know, a circle of turmoil until eventually I passed out. You passed out from anxiety, exhaustion, all of the above, or was it just your um, internal clock? No, it was all of that. It was like exhaustion, anxiety. I, it finally put me to sleep. The worst. It is the worst. I freaking hate it. Ugh. Ugh. Anytime I have to get up super early, I always have anxiety. I'm going to miss my flight or not wake up to my alarm. And so you like hardly ever sleep. Yeah. And so I sleep very light. Well, for me, light is still rim for deep sleep, but lighter than I would. Yeah. You never like really sleep light. Yeah. I drool. You know what I really want to do and what doesn't give me anxiety? What? Listener questions. Ooh. It's question time, baby. Okay. I don't have it. So we got a question from someone, and it reads as so. Petties. Not a question, just wanted your opinion. Okay, so fine. Not a question. Fuck. No. I was supposed to go out on Hitch date last night. Let me preface this, though, with we only communicated via Snapchat. I know. Rolling eyes emoji. Girl, you know how we feel about that. <laughs> I'm glad she um, acknowledged it. She did. <laughs> <laughs> However, we were supposed to hang out, and I unexpectedly had a 15-hour work day that kicked my ass. I got home and wasn't and was getting ready, and realized I was simply exhausted. We've all been there. I messaged him and asked him if it would be okay if we rescheduled, because I was beat and just wanted to sleep. I also know I have the wor- I would have been the worst company because of the day I had. He got so mad and told me that he didn't hang out with his family because he didn't want to bail on me and started ripping apart my character. He actually used that word and told me that it just shows this is the kind of person I am because I asked to reschedule last minute. He ended up deleting me on Snapchat and stopped responding. I completely understand that it's annoying to bail last minute, but do you think he overreacted just a bit or is it just me and I am completely in the wrong? I feel like I dodged a bullet. Let me know. So many thoughts. So many thoughts, and you know what? He's not a girl. He's not wasting makeup product. He's not wasting hair product. Okay, maybe he's doing some hair product. But he's not really, like, wasting a ton of time to get ready for the date. Mm -hmm. While I'm sure he does have to get ready, it's not as much as what goes into a woman, you know, beating her face. Right. He doesn't have to transform. He doesn't have to transform into from an ugly duckling into a swan. So don't get me started. And also, does it suck when people cancel last minute? Of course, especially if you were looking forward to the date. That doesn't make you a bad person, though. First of all, I think he's a nerd. Just everything I've heard, total nerd. Here's the thing is, yes, it does suck, and it could be perceived as annoying to bail on a date. We've all done it. But the truth is, is you were honest with him with what was going on and you still told him 
you could have just not said anything and then either he shows up and gets stood up or you could have gone and not been your best self. And I totally get that because you want to go and present your best self, right? So if you're not feeling the best, then I, I, I agree. I would have done the same thing. I also would have just said, hey, can we reschedule? And the thing is, is this is the first time you rescheduled, I assume. So it's just not that big a deal. And he, and when we say last minute, is it even really that last minute? You still told him before the date. It's not like he was on his way. I mean, I totally agree. Like, you you didn't just stand him up. That would have been, okay, you're an asshole. And also, I've been on dates with guys who, once we were there, told me that they had, like, a horrible day or something went wrong and that they feel bad because they're, like, not being their, like, normal selves. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I kind of wish you would have just, like, rescheduled. Mm -hmm. And as long as you were, like, if you were, like, hey, can we reschedule? Like, let's do tomorrow. Like, set a date right when you're canceling it, and then I think that's totally okay. But him, like, completely berating you and breaking you down, I mean... Yeah, you you dodged a bullet because if this is what he's gonna do about you canceling a date, what would he do when it was actually you actually did something? Right. I think there is a positive to this. I think there is a silver lining to the cloud, and that is now you know who he is. It's okay for him to feel frustrated and annoyed, but he can't express that. And let alone if you're gonna if you if you must express anything like oh I'm disappointed, but if he's really all about it, he's gonna be down to reschedule. Trust me, I've been canceled on like 10 times and I'm still like, yeah, we can reschedule because I'm not giving up. But for he's him to... He's a quitter. To, yeah, he's a quitter. And for him to berate you and be rude to you, he he showed who he really was. You showed that you were a normal, nice, respectable lady. And he showed you that he's a dick. And I'm still going to say he's a nerd. Yeah, he's a total dweeb. But I would just say in the future, um, you could just like maybe if you're having a long day and kind of a bad day, just mm-hmm. cancel before like you even start getting ready. Don't put pressure on yourself to like and try yeah. and force yourself to do something that like you said, like you're not mm-hmm. going to have a good time. Right. But he overreacted and he was an asshole. And don't don't let this affect you. If you have to cancel a last minute on a date, still do it like for in the future. Yeah. Just like I mean, it is what it is, because. He doesn't owe you anything. You don't owe him anything. He's already emotionally abusive before you've even met. Exactly. So dodged a bullet. So glad that you didn't go out. Mm -hmm. You didn't go out with him whatsoever. Good thing you had a bad day and couldn't go out. (laughs) You're not in the wrong, but there is there is someone else in the wrong in this whole picture. Your job. Quit it. 15 hour work day. What the fuck? Yeah, you've got to. No, 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 no. I mean, I used to work at Olive Garden. We had endless pasta and I didn't even work 15 hours. No, 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 no. Yeah, well, I would hide in the freezer most of it, but still. I mean, yeah. Or you would like get in fights with the, the hostesses or the, the servers. Mm, that was fun for you me. You loved stirring the pot at Olive Garden. Mm, stirring the Alfredo. But you used to bring me um, breadsticks and salad and I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I could pay for like the all you can eat soup and salad and get it to go. And <laughs> since it was all you can eat, I would just really fill up. I mean, like, can we go to Olive Garden sometime again? I will never say no to Olive Garden. Can we go tonight? I will never say no to Olive Garden. <laughs> okay, let's let's get through this episode. Okay, let's hurry up. <laughs> How do we speed up time? <sighs> okay. You know what? This episode is giving me... What? Anxiety. Just like I get on Sundays. On Sunday scaries. Sleep anxiety. Anxiety about our loyal, amazing listeners out there getting uh, berated by horrible, evil men. And now we're on the Sunday scaries. Yeah. We're on the Sunday scaries. The evil green big bad ogre. I don't know where that came from. What the fuck? I know Um, where it came from. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. It came from one time, Weston. It was in college. 
And I was like, Weston, tell me a bedtime story because he lived down the hall from me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, We had a side villain in our life. We had a side villain, and he said the side villain, the big bad ogre. And he started like acting out this hilarious story. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's where it came from. So that's how I I feel like the side villain of my life and the arch nemesis of my life is Sundays. I agree. Sunday Scaries is like, you know, that little commercial with the fungus in the foot. That's what I picture Sunday Scaries for me. It's just that little gross green guy um, or the mucus guy or the big green ogre. I agree. It embodies all of those horrible nightmarish things. How do we fight off the Sunday Scaries? Can we fight off the Sunday Scaries? When do we start feeling them? Sunday. (laughs) Sunday, but no, I'm being serious. Do you wake up and feel anxiety? Because some days I do. Yes. And we call it this the Sunday scaries, but it can occur on any day. Like whenever, you know, I went a little crazy on the 4th of July and then I still had to work the next day. I had Sunday scaries on a Friday. But first of all, we let's explain what Sunday scaries are. I think most millennials know, but just in case. Sunday scaries are when it's something that I would say millennials have coined. So gone through, you, you know, it's, for some strange freaking reason, we have to work five days a week and we only get two beautiful days off. And on Sunday, we start getting anxious, one, about the weekend coming to the end. Usually you're coming off alcohol that we have to go to work the next day and all the stuff we have to do. Our fun time's over and we're going back to reality. And we get anxiety in the Sunday scaries from that. Am I, is that it? Am I missing anything? No, that's really what it is. It's just pretty much anxiety that builds all up on typically Sunday from multiple different factors, multiple different variables. Your weekend's a vacation of two. It's a two day vacation and it's cut in half by the Sunday scaries. It ruins it. It really is. And so I will say that most of the time I would get Sunday scaries is if I have, if I went out the night before. And so I, I haven't been going out that often. Partly just because, like, you know how I do my thing. I overdrink, and then I don't go out for a month. Overdrink. You were overserved. I was overserved, and so I haven't gone out in a few weeks. And I I thought that maybe that would take away my Sunday scaries, but it doesn't. My Sunday scaries still come. They just come later in the day. Probably around 4 p.m. is when I start. I'm, I'm like, shit, the day's almost over. Mm-hmm. I have to go to work tomorrow. And then guess what? I have to do it for five five days in a row. Yeah, and at least eight hours every day. At least more than that. Actually nine. Yeah, nine hours plus driving put me at ten and a half. I'm the same way. Pretty much everything that my Sunday scary stems from are me going out the night before. And the thing is, even if I don't like totally black out, even if I'm not messy and I'm a cool, if I drink responsibly, I still get the Sunday scaries just, I don't know, it it does something to me and I wake up anxious. But it's 10,000 times worse if I went balls to the walls and I um, became who I really am because I drank that dark liquor and who I really am came out. I, it's so much worse. Also, I have so much stuff to do because I usually just have to prepare for the week and Monday. And I think about all the things I have to do that week and I want to do a good job. And I have just all these really intrusive and anxious thoughts. Thoughts like, was I annoying? Do my friends like me? Do people at work not think I do a good job? It's just literally like an incessant little scary monster that we don't like no so okay i try to think back did you get sunday scaries when you were in college no i don't think i did either like i literally do think it started when i started working yeah i think that's a big part of it is having to work on monday and i just think as as you get older you get a little bit more mature it's tis the way of life and in college i we weren't the most responsible and we were mature for our age but not mature in general 
And so... Were we mature for our age? I really don't know. I don't know. Everyone that I knew was just like us. So <laughs> maybe we were all just immature together. But... I mean, we might have had class on Monday, but did we really have to go? I could skip it. I could skip it, yeah. for sure. All my jobs that I had in college, Olive skip. Garden, I could easily call in or show up to maybe just a little tipsy, you know, a little vodka in the in the Sprite. And I think that's also what it was, is we even if we would get anxious, we went out like so many nights a week, definitely on Tuesday. So even we if we weren't real people. Right. It's like college is just a black hole that sucked us in. And so we were already drink, binge drinking again by Tuesday. So it just kind of covered it up. And I think also because in college, we weren't supporting ourselves and we didn't have any real um, financial responsibilities and we didn't get what was going on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah. of course, you had people mm-hmm. had bills, they had loans, all of this stuff. But it wasn't like what we have now where it's like we have to save for our future. We have to right. put money in the 401k. We have to pay for our car. Like every single bill we have to pay. Yeah. But no one's going to step up and like help us out if, no. we, if we fuck up. Except for a sugar daddy, which I'm still looking for. So if you're out there listening. Yeah, I would definitely start up that little webcam business I've talked about before. <laughs> no, but yeah, I didn't have Sunday scaries in college, but now I have them today. And I think it's because of all of these like responsibilities that are getting to me. Not only am I that, but I'm also a mother. I care yeah. for a child, my dog. Yeah, our co-host who is with us once again. Guys, he's being amazing in the studio. He loves it in the studio. He doesn't want to leave. So he's back here with us. He's definitely proving himself. I told him he had one more chance and he's doing a good job. I do think that probably adds to it is just the responsibilities in general. Responsibilities, bills, like all of these things that like catch up to you. And no. typically when you're already at a weak place, mm-hmm. which we are on Sundays. <sighs> yeah. And not to mention, you know, when I feel, I feel the most lonely on Sundays. I do too. I think it's because you spend this whole week with all your coworkers. You're never really alone. You want mm-hmm. to be alone. And then you have your weekend. Typically, whether it's a crazy, right, whether it's crazy or not, you're still surrounded by people and friends. And then Sunday happens. And next thing you know, those four walls close in on you and you have no other company but yourself. No, that's so true. And that's when I feel like the most lonely and which just adds to the Sunday scariest because mm-hmm. you're like, because it's like I, I'm single. I still like I don't have someone on Sundays. That's when you really want a boyfriend or girlfriend because you want someone, someone there to like cuddle with, to watch a movie with, to be lazy with, Mm -hmm. to deal with this with you. Like, I remember whenever you used to leave on Sunday, sometimes I would get such bad anxiety because I would truly be alone because you wouldn't even be home. Or before that, when my Kristen was my roommate, whenever she's rarely, well, she has to travel sometimes, but when she would travel and she would leave me, Mm -hmm. I would be like, fuck, it's just me and Oscar and he doesn't talk. Right. No. I mean, he's a great listener, but not, not very talkative. I think you want someone there to make you feel like it's going to be okay. Yeah. Whether it's a friend, obviously a romantic uh, interest would, would I would say, be more effective because they can give you that, like, um, the, a support that maybe you don't get from a friendship, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? No, yeah. Um, sex. And... <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, Every guy is hot on Sunday. Literally, I've every guy. We've always said it since day one. I'm the horniest on Sundays. And I think everyone does it. That's just not one person. We've said yeah. it before. We'll say it again. Every guy is hot on Sunday. Yeah, he's Sunday scaries, Sunday hornies, whatever you want to call it. It's all in one. I think it's because it's the Lord's Day, and the devil is targeting us, and he's really tempting us on Sunday. I couldn't agree more. But also, we were kind of talking about responsibilities, and I think most people have. I know we both have to do lists. 
And I think most people keep a to-do list, even if it's just a mental one of things that they have to do. And if you're like me, I procrastinate and I get tired very easily, I would say. Of course, and yeah. I, no shit. <laughs> and I think that you typically don't get everything you've done that you want in a week like me I always bite off more than I can chew so then I get anxiety because the week has started and once again I still haven't reported my car to the city for example <laughs> not, not saying that I haven't but if I hadn't like you know like one of those things no, it's like totally. oh still have to do it. or I still haven't gone through all my clothes I still need to do that and I just didn't do it this week and it's been on my to-do list for months like yeah things like that because it's a new week you're, it's a new mm-hmm. week like like people say like diet starts Monday so then people are like oh diet starts Monday like let me eat all the shitty stuff today like exa- again getting anxiety that Monday mm-hmm. you have stuff to do because you said you were going to do it on a Monday and Sunday's your last day or just all of that yeah I think it all just compiles to itself so yeah pretty much alcohol is a contributor. Yeah, it induces um, it. I would it's say a trigger. alcohol is a trigger. Responsibilities are a trigger. Work is a trigger. I would say intrusive trigger. To do list intrusive thoughts like saying I need mm-hmm. to find someone. What did I do? Like you know what I'm saying. Like do you already those. say loneliness. Let's add it to the list. Okay. Loneliness is a trigger. <laughs> Not enough PTO. Trigger. That work weeks are five days. Trigger. Weekends aren't five days. Trigger. Yeah, I think everyone gets Sunday scaries. I yeah I actually I want to ask my mom if that older generation well she's retired now fuck I know my sister does I'm pretty sure my brother does I've never talked to my family about it I we need to ask someone older I'm gonna ask one of my coworkers and I'll report back to you guys next week I'm very curious I'm gonna look up my uh, my family's numbers and I'm gonna text them and ask them <laughs> I'm gonna look them up in a white book Oh my god So okay How do you cope with um with Sunday scaries I can tell you one way. I like how I asked you a question. Now I'm going to answer it. It's like a, it's a, it's like a tennis ball. Hit back right And I back just volleyed me. it right back to you. If I'm going to be honest, you know what did help me with my Sunday scaries? What? Kickball. Because doing something fun with your friends and being social helps with Sunday scaries. Oh my God. You're so right. So sign up for Stonewall Sports, everyone, and play kickball. <laughs> but no, you are right. We, sometimes kickball could be a little stressful because it would be hot and we would be so hungover and we'd be like, I have to run to... Th- to first base without throwing up. Or like that one time you must lap me on the bases. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. So I think maybe physical activity, if, if, you, if you're capable, depending on how your Saturday night went. You know what Kristen used to do to me? Kristen was, again, my old roommate. After we went out and we were drinking and then we woke up on Sunday and I was feeling anxious and exhausted, mm-hmm. she would dr- put a leash on me, take Oscar's collar off, put her on my neck, put the leash on, drag me out of bed and make me go on a walk. But you know what? I would feel better after it. Okay, obviously I'm fucking exaggerating. I know. I know. <laughs> but she I would picture make me go it. on a walk. And so I will say, I think a fresh air and a little bit of um, physical activity does does help. I don't think Kristen's all human. She, will, <laughs> she would go out, party with the best of them, take shots with the best of them. Next thing I know, she's up and at them 8 a.m. as if nothing happened the night before. She does do that, except for she'll randomly get really hungover, and then she'll say she needs to go to the emergency room because she's sick, not that I, she's hungover. I like that. Everybody has a friend that does that. Everyone. I like the I dramatics, and I like the move, and I'm stealing it. <laughs> no, but I think fresh air, mm-hmm. being social, and self-care. Okay. Self-care. No harm. I also think, for me, what helps with my Sunday scaries, I, I eat a lot. I don't know if that's a healthy coping mechanism, but I do eat a lot. Um, oh boy. I, immediate, 
<laughs> I immediately text everyone and say what happened last night. I need I need the information. See, you don't like to know. You're like, no. I'm better off not knowing. Me, I want to know. I'm like, do I need to address anything? Do I need to apologize? Do I need to call my parents and explain anything? Getting all the details of like my Saturday night, if it was a wild one, helps me. And honestly, cuddling. If you got someone to, if you do have someone to cuddle with, like that really, really helps. Lately. I, what I've been doing, which I really enjoy, is I will go and I'll do a, a, a workout in the morning on Sundays. I'll prep all my meals in the morning so I have the rest of the day to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to get my life together, which is hard because it's just such a mess. And then when I say self-care, I mean I floss my teeth. That's how I, I, I decided. Cause You're could, serious about it. Well, because I went to the dentist recently mm-hmm. and she wouldn't stop screeching about how do I floss my teeth? No, bitch, I don't floss my teeth. No one flosses their teeth every day. No. And so I decided that instead of giving myself this un, unreal, uh, realistic task of flossing every day, I was like, I'll do it once a week on Sundays. That's, no, that's what you should do, is at least start out with something. Because my dentist told me, she said, I'm not going to ask you to floss every day. You don't floss right now. You're not going to start doing that. No. She said, I want to challenge you. Do it once a month. Once a week if you can, at least once a month. Okay, but, and that's doable. Yeah. Well, I'm also fighting gingivitis and losing. But they they do feel positive about me beating gingivitis. So, And I think that if you beat it, you can be on those TV shows. Or, mm. I mean, commercials. Those TV Nine commercials. out of ten dentists recommend Colgate. They said that I would never beat it, but look at me now, and you'd smile, and it would just be gum. (laughs) (laughs) I plucked those bad boys. That's funny. Um, Yeah, self-care actually is pretty good for um, doing things that are going to make you feel better. Make you feel better, and don't – I I recommend, like, don't be just, like, alone. And also, don't get on the dating apps and start swiping, like, incessantly, trying to find someone because you feel lonely. I mean, I've done that, and I'm saying don't do it, but I'll probably do it, so – I get it, mm-hmm. but that's not going to lead you to find someone that's going to leave you to lower your standards and just find a body, which is not what you want. That's what I was going to say. Loneliness will lower your standards because you're going to be like, well, I need somebody here now. Yeah. Trust me. I've been there, done that. Sometimes I'm the one that people lower their standards for. And I'm okay <laughs> with that. I also think communicating. So whenever I'm really anxious, and you actually do really, really well with this, better than I could, is I will talk and I will repeat Whatever's making me anxious, I'll keep repeating it because I just need to get it out and I need to get that emotion out and let it run its course. Mm -hmm. And just listening and having like someone like you or a friend, like, it's okay. Like, you know, so what? You made out with 10 people at the bar. No one's going to remember. Or everyone was just as drunk as you were. Or like, I mean, so what? You threw up in the McDonald's bathroom and then had to clean it up with the mop. (laughs) And then... Uh, your card got declined whenever you ordered 20 Big Macs. Did like, this it's happen to you? Big... No. <laughs> it sounds like something that could, but it didn't actually happen to me. I wish it did. Wow. But still just talking, getting it all out there. Talking for like, sure. Oh. I mean, you know what the worst kind of friend is to have? The kind of friend that you like are already feeling anxious about something that you did the night before, and they're like, yeah, it was really bad. Like, no, what you want to oh, hear is, God. it's okay. Like, you weren't bad. Like, Yeah. Lie to me, please. Lie to me. Like, please, come on. Do me a solid. Don't give me even more anxiety than I already have. I don't need it, and I don't have the mental strength for it. I totally agree. I don't. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. I do think some people can read your anxiety and they know you're feeling anxious about it and you get the Sunday scaries and they prey on that. And even because it makes them feel a little bit better. Right. Because I've had situations where like I, I know I wasn't that bad or a friend was not that messy of a drunk, but someone else is like, oh, you were drunk, drunk. And I'm just like, no, they were 
I mean, yeah, they they were doing alcohol, but they were fine. Right. Like it wasn't that bad. Like you were being talkative and doing what alcohol does, which is make you lose your inhibitions. But you, if you can walk, you can talk, and you're keeping your food down. I think you're fine. Yeah, totally. And agree. you're not fighting. Totally agree. I like the triggers of you... the Sunday scaries that we covered, mm-hmm. but it got me to thinking. You have a lot of triggers, Bitsy. I have a few. Hmm. I mean, I we could. You know how we were going to do a coffee table book on red flags. I'm now thinking maybe we should do a coffee table book on Bitsy's triggers. Okay. Well, I think that's being a little harsh. Well, I'll. You know what? I'll narrow it down to God's number, which is seven. Okay. Seven commandments. Well, so guys, we're not going to do times times up this week. We're just going to cover each other's triggers. Which, sounds fun. I know. So. Kind of sounds like you're reading my red flags again, so I'm a little scared. They're going to get stranger as I go on. And Bitsy will have a chance to defend herself on these triggers. Okay. Thanks for listening about Sunday Scaries. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving on, bitch. <laughs> Number one, I think we've definitely covered this thoroughly before, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one, but chomping. Bitsy can't stand when hearing people eat, drinking noises. Specifically, the biggest trigger is me, myself, Weston, eating chips and salsa is a really, he really big one. He eats it so loud. And he's just a gross eater, and it's a definite trigger. Anyone doing it's a trigger, though. I know I said I wasn't going to spend a lot of time on this, but you know what someone said to me last weekend? What? I, I went to the pizza place next to Missy B's. I ordered a, a copious amounts of pizza and chicken wings, like doubles of everything, mozzarella sticks, jalapeno poppers, chips and salsa. I start eating. And the person sitting across from me told my friend that he thinks he might throw up from watching me eat all that food. And that's all that has to be said about the topic of Weston eating. And now you guys are also going to be triggered by it as well. Okay. Thanks for proving my point. Welcome <laughs> welcome to the triggers. Okay. Number two, multiple celebrations for the same thing. Yeah, I hate it. You get one celebration for one event. That's it. Move so like, on. Birthdays, anniversaries, um, housewarmings, any type of, yeah, I agree. It would say it's a, guys, when we say trigger, we mean something that just immediately like sets you off, fills you with a little bit of rage. It doesn't trigger me, but I do think it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. It's just a little bit much. Yeah. Number three, selfies of me, Weston is a trigger for Bitsy. Absolutely. This is, I don't know how anyone else isn't triggered by this. I don't know if it's the greasy look in your eye, the disgusting smirk, but everything's upsetting about it. The th- so basically, the you're saying my thirst trap is drying people up. It dried me up like the Sahara Desert, like my skin. <laughs> okay? I don't want to see. Like, you're just so thirsty. I can't. Are you saying I'm the water shortage? I'm the cause of the water shortage in the world? You're the reason that we're going to run out of avocados. God damn it. Well... What can I ask? What started this? Um, I I don't know what it it was. I mean, it it was just like for a while you were posting a ton of selfies on Instagram, your Instagram stories, and then I was just like, who are you doing this for? It's for someone, but it's for someone new every day, and then you wouldn't stop. And it was like, it was just the, got the to be thirst. too much. Yeah, the okay. thirst. And okay. so now anytime you do it, I'm just like, here we go again. I posted one for the first time in months and immediately triggered. I know. I like commented it. It's what, like, <laughs> what gave us the idea for this segment, actually. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, number four. Guys, males, freaking out dis- when discussing uh, menstruation. Periods. Yeah. Every girl has a period. Get over it. I'm in more pain than you. I have the right to talk about it. Um, stop being 
a pussy. Yeah, it's it's biology, it's science, it is what it is. I I can understand, you know, if you haven't heard a lot about it, just being a little intrigued or confused, but to totally freak out and act as if someone is talking about like, I don't know, something really fucked up. I can't think of anything. It's just not a big deal. And also you're complaining about me talking about my period when my uterus lining is shredding and I'm gushing blood. So please shut the fuck up. Yeah. I'm in pain, not you. Guys, if you're a heterosexual male, guess what? You, You like it. You like vaginas. Yeah. So so, st- so stop freaking out about it. Again, yes. I do have to say that I think I helped you get over your your fear of um, tampons. Yeah. I The the per- whole period thing never bothered me. I grew up with two sisters. But tampons, I had just never really touched one. And then, I don't know. In college kind of... one time, he freaked out because he, he held a tampon. And, uh, guys, it was fully um, wrapped, never been used before. It was in the plastic encasing. Like, it had never even, like, the package had never been opened on it. So then I just started throwing tampons on Weston, and he eventually got over it. And that's how I evolved. So that's what we're actually going to start doing now is just carrying around tampons and throwing them at guys. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. And if you're gay and you have a problem with it, guys, think about how we have sex. Okay. <laughs> um, number five. <laughs> okay people saying that they are going to europe oh. more importantly repeatedly one time is enough to trigger you but you get triggered when someone says that they're going to europe especially more than once no okay so this stems from something guys so this weston it was like put up in an event that he would or, or like, it was something on facebook and it was uh, it was a uh, inviting people to do something i can't remember what it was and this person said they were going to Europe like five times, like five separate occasions. Like, I can't, I'll be in Europe. I can't, I'll be in Europe. I can't, I'll be in Brussels. I can't, I'll be in Europe. Like, and I was like, we get it. You're going to Europe. You're going abroad. Yeah. 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 So it, it's just annoying. And so now anytime someone just says Europe, I'm going to Europe or I'll be in Europe. I can't make it. Instant trigger. Except for me. I can say it whenever I want because I went to Europe. <laughs> Humble brag. Um, number six. Like I said, guys, these are going to get weirder. Circumcision is a trigger. Okay. And, and it, okay. It's not circumcision. Get circumcised or don't get circumcised. I don't care. However, Weston watched a documentary on circumcision for like three hours. Like he he watched it once, watched it again, then started looking up YouTube videos of <laughs> circumcision. And then he wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. He kept talking about it. Everywhere I looked, it was circumcision. He had it pulled up on his laptop. He had it on his desktop. He had it on his TV. He went into the living room, turned up, put on circumcisions there. And then he tried to come in my room and turn on circumcisions. And he was trying to force me to learn about it. When in a Okay. There were some fallacies in there. I didn't watch any videos of circumcision because I don't want to see that because I too was mutilated against my will as a child. I'm cut. And that's what the documentary is about. It's on Netflix. Please watch it. It really gets you to thinking how fucked up circumcision is. There's no point in it. And so it's a trigger for me. Is it triggering you that I'm spreading awareness right now? No, it's triggering me because you wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. So anytime I hear it, I'm just like, oh, God, it takes me back to that one night where you would you would. I was like, hey, I'm hungry. And then you were like, yeah, I would be hungry, but circumcision. And I was like, hey, Oscar, (laughs) Oscar, do you have to go potty? And you're like, luckily, he wasn't circumcised. Well, now that I have you cornered, I have want to tell you about it. No. (laughs) Uh, Okay, number seven. The economic value of pistachios. Again, Weston, I think you're my trigger. Because it goes (laughs) back to you. You wouldn't stop talking about the economic value of pistachios. And I didn't want to learn it. Actually, all of these do go back to me, except for with the exception of someone going to Europe. Um, 
okay, guys, this is how it happened. I don't know. It just instantly became a trigger for Bitsy. I was in the airport. I paid $13 for pistachios. It was Because he was a dumb. Why did you pay well, $13 for pistachios? It was more expensive because it's in the airport and I got them shelled because it's too much work. And what am I going to do with the shells? Unshelled, on you air- mean? Yeah. Shelled or unshelled. Guys, they didn't have the shells on them. You get it. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what am I going to do with all those little shells? And it's so much work. I'm not paying that much money already and then not being able to get to some of them. So I was still wondering, this doesn't make sense for them to be this expensive because they're always expensive, even not in an airport and even when they have the shells on them. So I looked it up and then Bitsy calls me and I was like, hey, what, what? she's like, what's up? And I'm like, oh, just reading on why pistachios are, are so fucking expensive. Do you want to know? And I start going into it and it instantly became something she didn't want to hear. Okay, because I, I knew how what this would turn into. I didn't want you to go on a 20 minute rant to me about pistachios. I didn't care. Well, now that I have everyone's ears. Again, this ears, is not the platform for this. So pistachio trees do not start uh, bearing pistachio Let fruit. me know when you're done with the headphones <laughs> off. <laughs> Ooh, this is a fun segment. Can we bring it back every week? No, I'm getting triggered. Okay, so that's all that I wrote down. Of course, there's many more. Um, how do you feel? Are you, are you calm? Are you... Um, I don't even know if Olive Garden is going to make me happy after this. All you can eat salad. Breadsticks. Okay, I'm happy again. That was fun. Okay, so now I'm going to do some of Weston's triggers. Not having enough food. And that's in the house, that's at at a dinner, that's at an event. Just not enough food in general will get you triggered. Hmm, I I will say I like it when there's an abundance. You don't like being hungry. I don't see anything wrong with going up for seconds at a wedding. Yeah, I mean, other people do. Yeah. Well, whenever no one, not everyone's had a chance to eat and you're on your third plate, I can understand why people get upset. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I like it when there's a lot of food. <laughs> I do, I, you know what I don't like? Going to like little gatherings and there is a shortage and I have to watch how much I get on my plate. And you know where I'm going with this. There's a certain member of my family. Yep. That just loads who, up. Um, who I'm not related to by blood. I want to make that known. Loads up and then doesn't eat all his food. And I'm like, you know who would have enjoyed the rest of that mac and cheese? Someone else whose eyes are not bigger than their stomach. Yeah. I mean, it's a trigger for you. That's for sure. Yeah. We got to move on before I really go into okay. it. Second, second trigger. <laughs> this happened the other day. Um, I was FaceTiming with someone. And I wanted Weston in on the conversation. And so Weston was in the bathroom. And I go knock on the door. Weston! And then he's like, get out of here! Scram! And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm doing something very personal. <laughs> first of all, I didn't respond at first. I was like, I just was hoping that she would walk away. She'll just walk away. Like, it's fine. Like, I, and I, it was, you know, just, I was in the middle of something. But I could see the shadow coming in underneath the door. And Bitsy was still standing there. I can hear our friend on the phone. And I'm like, they're not going away. And so I had to say, I'm doing something very personal and private right now. And it was something that I couldn't really do just hearing and held a conversation. And so I was, uh, he, he said that, of course, in one ear out the other. So then I proceed to um, ask him how he's doing, how's everything going. I was like, is everything going okay, sweetie? You plucking your ass hairs in there? And uh, yeah, I did say that. And he, that triggered you. It he, was, I, I, I definitely was like, please go away. And so whenever you came out of the bathroom, you were not happy with me. Well... You know, the bathroom, there's so many things I could be doing, okay? <laughs> it's my space. It's a very private area. I could I could be shaving my pubes. I could be 
you know, taking a poo for the first time ever, a poop. I could be doucheing, preparing for something. I could be treating myself like a merry-go-round in there. There's just so many different personal things I could be doing. And, well, yeah, so that's a trigger for you is me um, interrupting when you're doing very personal and private things (laughs) in the bathroom. Uh, And the third and final trigger, when I don't let you sleep. Yeah, but... You know, when we moved in together, we had, I think it was just very, very few, few agreements. And I will say you have stuck to them. And one of them was, do not wake me up. Especially, specifically when I'm hungover. What and were actually, the other agreements? Uh, not to judge me for whenever I get fast food. And you oh. don't really. No. I make fun of you because it's fun. Yeah, but you don't really judge me. No, I don't care what you eat. But, uh, yeah, but you have stuck to it except for when you know I'm kind of slipping into some maybe a little seasonal depression yeah and then you're like weston you, you need to get up it's and time. whenever it's maybe like 4 p.m and you it's not healthy or if i'm scared that i'm not going to get up for like a workout i agreed to and then i give permission i'm like hey do whatever it takes wake me up right but then i think i actually get up because i know how mad being woken up makes me so i want to get up so i'm not woken up yeah i just remember that one time we were on a plane and you and i couldn't sleep and so i <laughs> i didn't want you to sleep and i wouldn't let you sleep and i got us mimosas and you st- still didn't bring you joy you were still upset with me yeah I, that's the first time i ever drank a mimosa angry <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so your triggers were all around food very private and personal things <laughs> And black sleep. I want to get one other trigger out there. Stoplights. You know oh, I can't yeah. handle those. I yeah. run them. Well, I the thing them. is, you'll be going so slow, like under the speed limit, and it'll turn yellow, and then you'll pound the gas pedal. And I'm like, well, if you were just going a little bit faster, we wouldn't have hit this problem. Yeah, I, I very triggered when it comes to stoplights. I could be having a good day. Now I'm having a horrible day. <laughs> and that's <sighs> it for our triggers, because we just don't have time to go over any more. You guys know what to do. Rate, review, subscribe. Listen anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Actually, only listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher, because that's the only places we are for the time being. Go to our website, www.psapodcast.com. Um, put us in your DM, Put us in your Instagram story. Tell a friend, tell a foe. Put tell- us on your grinder. Put us on your scruff. Tell someone in the airplane right before you start holding hands. Yeah. Just do anything to help us. Thank you, guys. We love yes. you so much. I hope you enjoyed listening to my gay lisp. Mwah. Mwah.